Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm like, you told us that Sunday. Well, this is officially the very first Wednesday of the year. How many knew that this was the very first Wednesday of 2017? How many, how many are excited about being in God's house on the very first Wednesday? Absolutely. Me too. Me too. Well, how many, I'm just curious, I'm going to take a poll. How many New Year's resolution makers, y'all still do that? Anybody in the house still do that? Like you actually, whether you wrote them down or mentally you've, in your mind, you've decided, hey, I'm going to... Nobody, we don't mean to do that anymore. Nobody got goals. We're just going to flip through life and hope it works. Heads or tails, right? Okay. Father, I pray for every one of these people in this house tonight. <laughs> Jesus, have mercy. Well, I think I'm in the right message series uh, tonight. Well, how many of you, how many of you um, even maybe in your past, you were one of those that in the very first of January, you, you rolled out, you had your list of things, and you rock and rolled like you were just in it, you, like you were hardcore. How many of y'all back in the day? We already established none of y'all do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. That's old school. But back in the day when it was cool to do that kind of stuff, how many of you actually rolled into the first of the year and you were excited, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to stop eating this, I'm going to drive by McDonald's, and I rebuke you, Jesus? Y'all remember those days? Okay, that's me sometimes. I still have a hard time. Krispy Kreme donuts. I have not overcame that one yet. I have to stay away from Krispy Kreme until February because January the Daniel Fast comes around and all that, so I can't even drive on that side of Gainesville. It's just, it's just a sad cause. But, but how many of y'all get like into the 5th or 6th of January and you like can, just like totally just, I give up. Like they said, I give up until next year. Y'all remember those days? Yeah, that was me. That was me. You know, it's so funny though. As we approach and go into the new year, uh, every year, uh, for those of us that still try to put, produce goals, um, how our focus quickly shifts from, uh, uh, from, from how we used to be to becoming a better version of us. You know, you know that? Like you got those books, you know, three steps to be becoming a better you. You know what I'm talking about? Those, those books are, are 15 steps, 100 steps to be a better husband. Like I'm still trying to get through that book, okay? Amy is like, she, I think she heard me next door. Yeah, hey man, I need him to finish that book. But it's so true. We, we, everything shifts uh, to becoming a better version of ourselves. I mean, we, we want to eat better. Amen. We want to look better. We want to we dress better. We want to do better. We want to be a better husband, be a better wife, be a better parent, be a better friend. We just want to be better. We just want to be better. But even, even as believers, even as believers... Uh, we may have aspirations to be a better Christian. Some of you have probably, in your mind, you're probably not going to admit that because, you know, we have to wear those masks that I'm the perfect Christian. But, but, but we have aspirations to be a better Christian. Things like, I want to spend more time reading God's Word. I want to I get up and have devotions. I want to attend church more. I'm going to say no to going to the river, and I'm going to say no to going to the woods. Over the river and through the woods. I'm sorry. Got distracted right there. Y'all know I'm still, still believing for a sane mind. But, but we, we got to, we got to, we, sometimes it's those outside distractions that keep us, prevent us from being in the house of God. And, but all of those things are wonderful. We all want to be better people. We all want to be better co-workers. We, we're believing for our co-workers to be better co-workers. Amen. How I many y'all got those people you like, you just believe in. They're going to be a better co-worker. Like, they're, they're going to be out of your way when it's time to hit the clock. 
But they're just standing there and just something about that. Anybody, you ever find those, those people? It's time to go, and, and you're like, why is that person always at the clock? They know I'm trying to get out of here, and they're just always fumbling for their keys out of their pocketbook, trying to find the, the badge to swipe, all that stuff. But all of this is cool. We want to be better people. But if you think about it, the focus of being a better husband, being a better spouse, being a better all of those things, being better, a better version of ourselves, if you think about it and you break it down, all of that has to do with focusing on us. Why? Because if I'm, if I'm a better person, there's something that I get out of that. Okay? So, so, but not too many Christians launch into a new year. And this is where we're going to be for the next few weeks. Uh, I'm going to be very cognizant of the time. We're going to get out on, on a great time schedule tonight for our kids. But not many Christians launch into a new year and ask themselves the question, how can we be a better church? How can we be a better church? As a matter of fact, we think about this so much as a staff and I've been, I've been really challenged by the Holy Spirit that when we meet with our leadership team here in a couple of weeks, we're going, to ask the, we're going to ask these kinds of questions. What can we do as a ministry to better serve you and your family? What can we do as a ministry, all of us as the church, to serve our community better? What are some things that you guys want to see the ministry do in the community to serve people? That's, those are the kinds of, the kinds of things that, that we're, we're, we want to discuss tonight. But something that I've learned is I can't be a better me until I understand who I am. I can't be a, we can't be a better church until we understand what it is we're supposed to be doing. So tonight, we're going to be, um, we're gonna be releasing or launching a collection of talks, and, and it's, I've entitled it simply, help me out, Amber. I know what it's called, but it is A Better Church. A Better Church. So it's going to be a, a collection of talks that we're going we're gonna to go through for the next few weeks entitled A Better Church. Church, if you brought your Bibles with you tonight, turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 25. I'm hearing some pages flip. Some of y'all are like, I'm just ready for the screen to take off and go. <laughs> Ephesians, chapter 5. Everybody say, a better church. A better church. A better church. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. God, I thank you that... It can do what I cannot, and that it can read into us, pierce our hearts, transform our, our minds, transform us from the inside out. God, I ask that tonight, through this collection of talks and the moments that we have together, that we will see a clear picture of who you are and who you called us and created us and designed us to be. And when we leave here tonight, we will see you more clearly and understand what it is and what it means to be a better church. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain. Everybody say without stain. Or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one, everybody say no one, not that we know of, ever hated his own body. But he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. Everybody say the church. 
the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So the first installment that we're going to talk about uh, for just a few moments is a bride. Everybody say a bride. So I told Amy that, and, and nobody judge, because I know some of y'all probably already probably already drew a conclusion that that's probably Amy's dress, and it's got a lot of wrinkles. Y'all didn't pay the extra money to put it in that uh, vacuum bag, because Robin was asking me the same thing. Did you put that in the bag? I'm like, does it look like we paid the money to put it in a bag? Um, but no, it was in a bag. It was actually in the same bag that we purchased it in. It wasn't even on a hanger. It was actually wadded up at the bottom of this gigantic long bag, and it was in our attic. Matter of fact, it is 15 years old. It has traveled through all 12 houses that we've lived in in our 15 years of marriage, some houses in attics, some below the house in the crawl space, in mud, actually, if you can believe that. It it actually looks really good for the mileage that that it's had, okay? But I'm going to be honest that when I pulled it out of the attic today, it looks too big for her. Is that what somebody said? I'm going to leave that alone because I'm going to leave that alone. That was for the marriage conference. I can't even tell you what I was fixing to say. Um, it didn't really bother. I mean, I didn't care. But anyway, it was just for a season. Um, what I was going to say was when I pulled it out of the attic today, I'm not going to lie. When I unzipped the bag and I saw it, I teared up because I've not seen. You can't look at me like that because you make it. And she's like, oh, and she gave me that look. And I'm like, don't do that because they're starting to flow again. It was like I haven't seen that dress in 15 years, but I remember the day that she walked across the yard, and we, we got married beside uh, a, a, a pool um, in someone's fantasy backyard. It was really, really beautiful, but anyway, um, and I had all those flashbacks, so I wanted to bring this tonight as an illustration for the bride. And so over the next few weeks, as we're growing um, and learning together and becoming a better church. We have to understand that God's plan on this earth has always been the church. Okay, so if you're taking notes, and all real born again Christians take notes, that's the only way you're gonna get into heaven. You're gonna have to show show Gabriel your your iPhone. These are my notes that I took on January the sixth, or whatever today's date is on that day. These are my notes. So I'm just kidding. These are jokes. These are preacher jokes. They're corny. You're supposed to laugh with me. Just roll with it. Okay. But his God's main objective and priority for us on this earth is the church. Now, some of you are going, no, this is not a message for me. I've been saved for X amount of years. No, no, no. It's a necessary message and a necessary truth that we must catch. Before we move any further into this year, into what God's calling us to do, and before we throw any ideas on the table about what we want to do to reach our community for Christ, we must understand this truth that it's always been the church. His plan for this earth has always been the church. And so tonight we're going to answer or try to answer this one important question. What is the church? What is the church? Now everybody's got their own view uh, of church and and I I can pick, and I don't want you to feel like I'm picking on this area, uh, this city, but I've lived here long enough that I can just be honest and truthful for an evaluation that I have given this area uh, and other areas that we've lived in on people's view of the church. A lot of people pick a church based on how they feel. 
when they're there. A lot of people pick a church based on the music. A lot of people pick a church based on how we take care of the kids. Matter of fact, I've told our leadership team before, a lot of people will come and they're trying to check out a church. It's important that we're greeting people at the door because they're the first impression. A lot of people, some people who have children will decide if they're even going to stay for the message based on how we have communicated we're going to take care of your kids. Okay, So a lot of people do that. A lot of people will, will... will stay or leave a church based on how they feel. Matter of fact, a lot of people uh, base that the same way they do on marriage. You know, I'm, I'm good in this marriage thing. I'm, I'm good with you as long as you stay the same size as this dress was. I'm cool with that pastor until his ha- he started losing his hair and then he had to shave it and then that just looked really weird. You know, like people, you're, I, I'm just being honest. I mean, people will leave churches. People will leave marriages. People will leave commitment. Uh, on the on the most asinine, stupid things that would just blow your mind, okay? But what God is wanting us to understand is <laughs> if he's relying on the church to get the message out, there is, there's a role, there's, there's, there's something we have to do, and we have to understand what that is. Everybody say a better church. A better church. That's what we want to be. That's what we want to be. Just like in marriage, man, you, you, you've got you to, those of you that are married know this to be true. You gotta, you gotta stick it out during the tough times. You gotta learn, you gotta stick around and fight through the hard times. Same way in the church. You gotta stick it out in the church, even through some of the difficult times, even through some of the times you don't really understand. You gotta fight. That's why he's calling it, we are the bride of Christ. That's why he relates it, and we're going to see this over the next few weeks as we break down our responsibility. What is the church? And our responsibility as the church, and what we're supposed to be doing when we relate it to a marriage. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to correlate back and forth to that because it's something that we can understand. But what is the church? If you were to go to Google right now to dictionary.com, you're going to see that it's going to say a public building for worship. That's what, that's what we know as a church. But the truth is, most people live their whole life thinking that's what church is. Now, let's, let's think about our community that we live in. When people, people take, oh, you go to church? Oh, absolutely, I go to, you fill in the blank, wherever, okay? They feel like that's good because they're going to a building. They're going to church, but that's not what the church is. Yes, that is, that is a building. We call that building a church. But how many knows that his word says, we are the church, right? No doubt church is a building. But I want you to get this. Church is much deeper than a building, Okay? Church is much deeper than a building. Listen, if you have to have a building to be a church, forward church is not a church. Because how many knows this is just an abandoned old shopping center? Okay? This is not our building. The reality is church is not about a place. Church is about a people. I know this seems like a, a very basic message, but we got, you got to build the foundation before we, can, before we can actually construct where we're going over the next few weeks, okay? So stay with me tonight. I know some of you are like, I don't, I don't really understand. We, we know we're the church. No, but we need to be the church, okay? And we're going to see that in just a moment. Church is not, is not about a place. It's about a people. And it's not where you're going. It's who you're becoming. It doesn't matter if you go to first, second, third church. It doesn't matter if you go to forward church, backward church, flip around in circles and hang from the chandeliers. It doesn't matter what church. It matters where you're going, the direction of your life. The direction of your marriage. If people walk in here and their marriages are still just horrible, and I'm not I, I, just just constantly bickering and fighting, 
It's not the fault of the, of the church. It's, it's, it's somebody has not, has not, has not said, you know, or you can apply this to any area of your life. If you come into the church and you walk out and you're still, you're still going to deal with those things, but you should be changed because of the environment that you were in to deal with that situation completely different because you are the church. If, if, if everything's lovely when you come in here because you're in this building that we call the church and then you walk out and all hell's coming against you and you don't know what to do. I'll give you an example. A few weeks ago, I had, I had, made the statement that Amy and I were going to, we're on a fast track goal to be completely out of debt in other than our house, whatever, um, then in three years to, to, to clear some debt. (laughs) I promise you, I mean, I had my plan. I had my Excel spreadsheet. This is what we're going to do. I kid you not. This is right before Christmas. How many remember, remember me saying that? Let me slow down so you can actually understand what I said. How many remember me saying that? I promise you, within a week's time, our well at the house jacks up. I got my sprinkler system looking like it's peeing, like it, there's no pressure. And it's so low that it got stuck between sections, and I can't get it to shut off, okay? I'm thinking, dollar, dollar bill, yo, it's just rolling, rolling, rolling. That's all I'm thinking about. There was all kinds of other stuff happened. Uh, our washer machine the other night, we walked in the door, and it's, it's, it's singing or something. It's humming a tune. And I'm like, dear God, now i got to call somebody. How many remember saw my Facebook post? Luckily, I found the, man, the book that told me what the air message was. Apparently, because of the situation with the well, it messed up my washer machine, and all the water wasn't coming into it. And, I'm like, and then Christmas Day, we find out that my dog Dexter had... Um, Parvo, I mean, he had not eaten, and so we, we, we called the doctor, and they're like, well, we're going to have to do a Parvo test, and I laughed on the phone, I was like, that's funny, but okay, do whatever you got to do, but he just, he had his shots, he's having a bad reaction, he just needs y'all to give him an IV so he'll start eating, I just don't need him to be dehydrated. She walks out, they give him the test, she walks back out eight minutes later, and she gives me that, that big lip, and she goes, I'm sorry. And they have to usher us to the back of the hotel, uh, 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 hospital, hotel, hospital. We couldn't even go in to be with the rest of the puppies. We had to go into a room. And then people walk in like Darth Vader, like, they're all suited up. Like, like, is anybody in there? Like, all this bad stuff's happening. So, I said all that to say... If, if, if you believe that the church is just what happens in here, when you get out there and everything's going wrong... You got sprinklers that doing their own thing. You got washing machines singing kumbaya. You got a dog who, I mean, all kind, when all that happens, where's your faith and where's your trust? Is he still God? Are you still part of the church? Are you still his bride? See, I've got to get so strengthened in here because when things start going crazy in my life, how I respond to it, y'all are going to see because I'm going to be on Facebook. And I could either go crazy or I could be like, Praise God, it's going to be okay. Can somebody help me? Okay? You're not going to see me go, praise God, everything's lovely. And I'm behind the computer going, oh my God, I just don't know how it's going to But that's how we do. That's, that's how we do. Everybody say, he is in control. Amy and I had that, used to have that conversation all the time. When stuff would go wrong, I'd just like, baby, he either is or he isn't. And if he's not, then I'm in the wrong profession. 
I'm in the wrong deal. I have to trust God. Everybody say trust. Got to trust, trust God. Yes, this building is the church, but it's much deeper than the church. There's a word that I want to, you may have heard this before. There's a word that we're going to begin to unpack over the next few weeks. It's a word, a a Greek word called ekklesia. How many have ever heard that word before? Ekklesia. There's other words that are associated with that. It basically means house of God. But it, it also means assembly or gathering. Assembly or gathering. As we gather under the name of Jesus in one accord, we become the church. Okay? As we come in here, we become the church. We become God's plan. Yes, this is, this is an old abandoned shopping center. Yes, right back over there on the other side of that wall actually is the layaway section of the old Walmart from 1975 or whatever year this was that this building came up. How many remember this old building as Walmart? Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you and I walk in this building, this room, this old abandoned shopping center with jacked up tile, you, you can't even, you can't put a shine, you couldn't paint a gloss on this floor and make it shine. We paid somebody to come in, take all the chairs out, and make this baby shine. I'm telling you, you couldn't even go get the glossiest paint and throw it on this floor. It would not shine. But what happens in this place, when you and I come in here, this place becomes ecclesia. This place becomes the house of God. This place turns in to revival. This place, this place becomes a house where lives that are jacked up and torn apart can be put back together. This house becomes an environment where broken marriages can be restored. This place is where miracles happen. Do you believe it tonight? That's what this place, this can be, we try to make it, I mean, we, we, we break off limbs off trees and paint them, put a little light on it to make the environment conducive so you're not distracted that, oh, this is just a shopping center. Again, the church isn't the building. Whether we get a building of our own ever or not, guess what? When you and I come together wherever it is, it doesn't matter how many times we fill up this room. It doesn't matter how many services, how many times we fill up the next building we go to. It's not the church. You and I, when we come together, we are the church. What are you believing for when you come in here? Maybe your marriage is great. Maybe you're, Pastor Bradley, I wish you'd stop talking about wrecked marriages. Mine's cool. Remember what I said about be careful what you say because the moment you let the enemy know, My marriage is good. That's when he goes, oh, that's what you think. I'm coming after you. Be careful what you say. The enemy only has power. He don't even know the plan. The plan he gets and the the dictation that he gets is what we give him. That's how he knows to come after you. Man, everything's great. I'm blessed and highly favored. It's that moment that everything breaks down. Oh, now I remember. My car starts acting crazy. I've been to see the, the, the... three people in this town to get my car fixed because it all happened all at once. I was like, this is the, this is the time that everything's, this is the Christmas to remember. That was really what I said. Christmas 2016 is the Christmas to remember. And it's not something you want to put on a Hallmark card. <laughs> Everybody say better church. See, he's making me a better piece of the church through all of the stuff he wants to see oh do you really mean the stuff that you get up there and share with people let me let me just see how you're really applying that and letting that work out for you that's not just for me that's for you too so what's the working definition what is the working definition of the church the church is you can write this down 
The church is the community of all true believers for all time. The church is the community of all true believers for all time. Now, it's not talking about bricks or mortar. It's not talking about, are we going to brick it? Are we going to put steel roof? It's not talking about a building. It's talking about big C and little c. What is little c? Little c is forward church. Everybody say little c. Little c. Big C is the church. God's plan has always been big C, the church. That's you and I. There's no one church that's got it all figured out. Did you hear me? Don't, don't, lo- don't let me lose you. There's no one church that has it all figured out. There's no one perfect church. You know why? Because we are the church. And as long as you come in here, you come in here with all your problems. When I come in here, I come in here with all my problems. I just get to share with you what some of them are. <laughs> you must understand, here at Forward, we are all about the local church. But we also understand that we are a small piece to God's big plan. We're all about the local church, okay? We don't feel like we're exclusive. We don't feel like we've got it all figured out. We don't feel like we're better than anybody. All we're saying is we're, we support the local church, but we're all about the big C. We're all, we want to understand this year that we are around the world. We are the church. Everybody say the church, not just forward, the church. We're not exclusive. There's a lot of great churches in our city. But what you, what, what you have to ask is, how many are actually connecting to their little C to become the big C? How many are actually connecting to make a difference? I've been here a long time. And in other cities, I've been fortunate to live in other cities. It's the same, so I'm not just picking on Chiefland. But everybody's cool just to come in, sit down, sing a song, pay some tithe, eat a spaghetti dinner, do some donations to help kids go on a ski trip, and call that church, and that's it. That's not church. Church. God's calling us to do something much greater. He's calling us to go deeper, deeper in our walk. If we get that right, that why, why am I spending time on this? Because if we get this right, everything else, that's why, that's why this, the opportunity to share God's word for me is really helping me through these moments. They may not be big things to you, but they're big to me. I like for everything to go right. And when things start going wrong, I go crazy. If you need clarification, ask my wife. If it, if it ain't lining up, I'm going nuts. God, we got to talk. <laughs> Some of y'all are going, wow, he really is crazy. If you just admit it, you're, just, you're in the same boat with me because y'all having the same conversation with God. Some of y'all are probably saying some other stuff. And that nervous little gaff, golf laugh y'all got lets me know that I'm I, target. People need to decide to get plugged into their church and be the church. There's too many. I wrote this down. There's too many little C's. Too many little C Christians. Just little. All they want is the church. There's too many little C Christians saying, let me see how little I can do. Too many little C's that are saying, let me just see how much little I can do. We don't want to be a little C church all the time. We want, we want to understand we are, we're a small piece of the big, big puzzle. And God is giving us a window of opportunity to shake this city, shake your life, shake my life, shake our families up for Jesus. What you going to do with that? 
Is it just going to be a message where you come in and, and laugh and look at the clock, and I hope he's almost done. I am, by the way. And just go, man, can we just go? You're a part of God's plan. God, I want more. So let me give you, in the brief few moments we got left, let me give you three quick things to ask the question, what is the purpose of the church? I want to give you three things that we're going to build upon these. And I hope you'll come back the next, the, these re- next Wednesday nights. We need this. Somebody say, I need this. I need this. What is the purpose of the church? Number one, purpose of the church, ministry to God. Ministry to God. This is the first, first purpose of the church. I, I, I'm praying no matter how long you've been in church, this actually will speak to you and help you see clear, more clearly. The first purpose of the church is that we minister to God. That's why we start our services with praise and worship. See, if, 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 you need to catch this and the purpose of this because if you actually saw what we're doing, you would never be late for church ever again. You know why? Because praise and worship, the first portion of what we do in a worship experience isn't a concert. A lot of churches will be, let's just display who the talent is in our church. It's not about y'all. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. I just have a small responsibility to point you to him, get you in his presence, and move out of the way so that you can have an intimate time and moment with God. That's why we're to minister to God. Everything we're saying so many people get hooked on, I don't really like that song. I don't really, I try to incorporate hymns and I try, I don't, I, there's not, for the most part, there's not anything that I dislike. But I ask God all the time in preparing the, the songs that we do, God, what do you want your bride to say to you seven days? On Monday, that's what I'm praying. God, what, what words do you want me to put in the bride's mouth that they say to you? So this week it was, our great God. He's a mighty warrior. Our great God, he goes before me. He knows exactly what's going to get shifted out of place. And then he wants to see, is he going to lose his mind today? Is he really going to stand on what he tells those people? See, God already sees that. He already knows what you're going to face tomorrow. He's going to see, what are you going to do tomorrow with what you heard tonight? We sing, God and God alone. What can separate us from the Father's love? Absolutely nothing. So many people get beat down in church. Well, I messed up and I did. What can separate you? Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. We can't be the church, big C, until we first minister unto God. It's not about a song. We're blessing the name of Jesus. Psalms 103 says, it's not going to be on the screen, but you can write it down. Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I'll never forget when dad was on staff at a church in, in uh, Franklin, North Carolina, and one of the very first songs that they sing is, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy the name why for he has done great things and he has done great things he healed my dog and he has done great things put my marriage back together 
Bless his holy, holy name. See, that's why we, that's what it's all about. That's why we that's why we have those moments. Psalms 34 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, let us exalt his name. Not separately when you get home, when you walk in the dog in the morning because you got podcast. That's a supplement. This is church. You can't have big C without little C. But if you just want to stay a little C, see, that's a problem. We're blessing the name of Jesus is our first ministry. Number two. Number two. I'm doing awesome on time. Yes, I am. Number two. The second purpose. Listen, oh, it didn't stop just at ministry to him. Number two. Ministry to believers. Ministry to believers. When you come in here, we're going to open up God's word and we're going to preach God's word. That's for us. Listen, but preaching isn't the only thing we do, but it's the primary thing we do. Everybody say primary. Yeah. My commitment to Christ should be the primary thing that I do. I'm going to do some other stuff, but my primary thing should be I'm committed to Christ. My primary thing is I'm committed to my wife. My primary thing is I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better daddy. I want to be more connected to Christ. I want to just stay at little C. I want to be a part of the big C. That's my, that's my, that's my primary goal. It's my priority. Everybody say priority. I'm putting words in your mouth on purpose. It's not just to keep you awake. It's on purpose. Say on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you because you're going to remember things. It's going to come back out when stuff hits you in the middle of the week. And you're going to go, you know what? My priority is Christ. Not this situation. Not the negativity that I normally would give this situation. Is this talking to anybody tonight? Or just me? Because it's reading me. book always reads me first. Preaching means to proclaim. According to Corinthians, in the book of Corinthians, it's foolishness to those that are perishing, but to us that are saved and being redeemed, it's the power of God. When we preach the uncompromised word of God to to people who are lost, it's like they're the ones going, he needs to stop talking, I got something to do. But to the believers, it's going, I need this. I got to have this. It's the power of God to everyone who believes. I believe. Say, I believe. I know you do. Listen, we're all, we're all at different stopping points on our journey. Amber, you can go ahead and bring that, that lovely music. I'm going to bring this plane down. We're all at different stopping points on our journey. Some of us are going through a tough season right now. Yet there may be on, some other people on the other end of the spectrum. You're probably one of the best seasons of your life. Some people in this room are married. Some are single. Listen, we're all at different places, but when God's word is preached, his word has the power to directly speak to you. No matter if you've got a big issue or a little issue, it doesn't matter if the message is about the bride of Christ. It doesn't matter if the message is about being married, if you're single. When God's word is preached, it has a very unique way of covering everybody in the room. If you're listening, it will cover you in the room. We minister to God and we minister to believers and equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Everybody say equip. When I go to the gym, 
It's a process. Don't judge. But when I go to the gym, I go in to get equipped. Now I can look at myself and go, how much longer? How many of us say that to God? How much longer, God? I've been in this church. I pay my tithe. I serve in Kids Connect. I do, I do, I do everything. You, how much longer, God? He's wanting to know, when will you just be cool with my timeline? When will you just be cool with the way I've got things laid out? That's called a power struggle, church. God, I can see that this could be different. Can you not see this? How come you can't? How come you're not changing this, God? I don't believe that God ever turns his back on his people because his word says he doesn't. But I, I, I'm pretty sure he's in, in that pivot mode when we start giving him lip like, God, you better jump on my time schedule. I'm out in marriage. God, you better, you better, you better do something with her. I'm out. I give up. I quit. You come in here to get equipped. We're ministering to God. We're ministering to believers. And then for the saints to get equipped to do the work of the ministry. That's what the big C. That's, why the, that's how the little C and the big C. How, how, that's the marriage. That's, that's how it happens. Number three. The purpose of the church. Minister to God. Minister to the believers. Minister to the world. Minister to the world. It's this basic stuff. Okay? It's so basic. I don't see a lot of churches doing it. Well, that's judgmental, Pastor Bradley. No, I'm, I'm just... I'm t- if, if the Word says this is what we're supposed to be doing, the Word also says, you shall know them by their fruit. Y'all remember when it was a, back in Florida back in the day? We are in Florida. Hello. In Florida back in the day when the orange groves, when the, when the frost hit, and they were, there's a lot of churches that look like them orange groves. Ain't no fruit on them. Lest we fall. We can become that way. That's why we're preaching messages like this. So we can say, I want, don't want to just be a little seed. I want to be part of the church. I, I am a part of the solution. God has entrusted that to us. In closing. We gather here tonight, but when we leave, we're going to be scattered. Okay? An exclusive church would mean we all go back to our forward church subdivision. And we all live in the same place. And wasn't that a good message? You want to come over to my house? We're going to have some cocoa and, and we're going to talk about... No. That's not reality. You're going to go your way. I'm going to go mine. You're going to go where you, what you do tomorrow. I'm going to do what I do tomorrow. We're going different places. But we've been equipped to go out and do the work of the ministry. Somebody say, oh, 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 I know what you mean. That, like that guy on the corner in Auburn over at the university. Repent. You're going to hell. I'd be like, if hell means I can be away from you. I don't believe that's how God does it. I just, I just don't believe it. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not judging. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Listen. But the world needs to hear, hey, you messed up? I messed up. Messed up. Jacked up. Done some things that the church wouldn't approve of. But Jesus loves me anyway. And he's changed my life. See how much more sweeter that is than to go, 
You're in sin. You're going to hell. That's judgmental, Pastor Bradley. I don't see no fruit in that. Yeah, that was a holy anger. I don't see no fruit in that. I don't see people walking up going, Oh my God, I'm trembling. I know I'm offending some religious people. I'm trembling. I just want to, who's Jesus? I don't want to be a part of that church. I want to be a part of the church that goes, I'm not talking about sloppy grace and he loves, oh, I'm supposed to be done. And he's supposed to love you anyway. I'm talking about just saying, you know what? My life hasn't been perfect. No guilt, no condemnation. But dude, do you like living that way? There's a better way. I want people to feel the love that we're supposed to be saying he he has for us. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to stand before him. Y'all won't even be in the room. I'll stand before him and he can correct me. But I'm telling you, what I just did wasn't me. I think it's a disgust of the Father. I really do. Because how are we going to be productive at reaching people when they're running away from us? That's all I'm going to say about that. I didn't mean to, I, I don't mean to offend anybody, okay? It's not my heart. I just want to be successful at reaching people for Christ. We're called to preach the gospel. Jesus' last words, the great commission, not the great suggestion. Hey, guys, when you, when you finish your latte, just, just you can go then. When you finish Starbucks, Krispy Kreme, whatever you do, McDonald's, Frappe, whatever. If you got time after work, if you get time, if you don't, it's cool. No, no, no. It was a commandment. Go ye into all the world and make disciples. We're all, or most, are driven in life to be something. Would you agree? I'm done. We're all driven to be something. Some of us want to be doctors, preachers, lawyers, dentists, homemakers, office aides. But surrounding all of these is the desire to make money. That's would how many would agree? I ain't doing it for free, Pastor Bradley. That ain't the church I want to go to. (laughs) If you start preaching, I'm supposed to show up my job and not get a paycheck and just let God take care of me. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. We want to be something, but we are motivated by money. But there's an underlining theme in every one of those, and it's this. To make a difference. That's why people want to be doctors. Not so they can go, here, let me give you some of this sickness. Hope you feel better. No, it's I want to do something to make you better. I want to do something to make a difference. If we left here tonight and I challenged you to go be the church, half of you would be like, oh, he's talking about big C. But I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. It's true. No condemnation. I get that. So let me show it to you this way. This is what the Holy Spirit showed me. I had to call and get some help on where to buy one of these things. I can actually shoot a bow and arrow, by the way. 
I'll do that message one day. Identify your target. I'll clear out that whole side of the room over there. But if I, if I change it from saying, go be the church, to if this arrow represents your life and your aim is to make a difference, you'll always hit your target, which is being the church. It wasn't no biggie, but did you get that? If I was to say, I challenge you to go be the church, you wouldn't really know what to do. So this is, this. I'm going to leave you with this. What do I do tomorrow, Pastor Bradley? How, how, does, how, do I, how, how do I become, go from little church, little C to big C, like this, right here. If, you're, if your life, if this arrow represents your life, and your aim, this is the part you got to pay attention, and your aim is to make a difference, you'll always hit your target, which is being the church. So how do you be the church? Make a difference. Make a difference. Your job, make a difference. In your home, make a difference. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.